Hello everyone, I'm here to read you beautiful old books that are hopefully going to help you learn English whilst getting you to relax and wind down for the day. Or perhaps me reading to you will also help you get to sleep. The books I read are very old and were written more than a hundred years ago. What I have found reading these old books is the mental adjustment that strengthens our creativity. And by doing so, it makes us feel more human, possibly even more normal, to recognize our own feelings and thoughts, fears and hopes, ambitions and hesitations through those we read about. Emma by Jane Austen, Volume 1, Chapter 1. Emma Woodhouse, handsome, clever and rich, with a comfortable home and happy disposition, seemed to unite some of the best blessings of existence and had lived nearly 21 years in the world with very little to distress or vex her. She was the youngest of the two daughters of a most affectionate, indulgent father and had, in consequence of her sister's marriage, been mistress of his house from a very early period. Her mother had died too long ago for her to have more than an indistinct remembrance of her caresses and her place had been supplied by an excellent woman as governess who had fallen little short of a mother in affection. Sixteen years had Miss Taylor been in Mr Woodhouse's family, less as a governess than a friend, very fond of both daughters, but particularly of Emma. Between them, it was more the intimacy of sisters. Even before Miss Taylor had ceased to hold the nominal office of governess. The mildness of her temper had hardly allowed her to impose any restraint and the shadow of authority being now long passed away. They had been living together as friend and friend, very mutually attached and Emma doing just what she liked, highly esteeming Miss Taylor's judgment, but directed chiefly by her own. The real evils, indeed, of Emma's situation were the power of having rather too much her own way and a disposition to think a little too well of herself, 
These were the disadvantages which threatened Aloy to her many enjoyments. The danger, however, was at present so unperceived that they did not by any means rank as misfortunes with her. Sorrow came, a gentle sorrow, but not at all in the shape of any disagreeable consciousness. Miss Taylor married. It was Miss Taylor's loss which first brought grief. It was on the wedding day of this beloved friend that Emma first sat in mournful thought of any continuance. The wedding over and the bride people gone, her father and herself were left to dine together with no prospect of a third to cheer a long evening. Her father composed himself to sleep after dinner as usual and she had then only to sit and think of what she had lost. The event had even promised happiness for her friend. Mr Weston was a man of unexceptionable character, easy fortune, suitable age and pleasant manners and there was some satisfaction in considering with what self-denying generous friendship she had always wished and promoted the match but it was a black morning's work for her the want of miss taylor would be felt every hour of every day she recalled her past kindness the kindness the affection of 16 years how she had taught and how she had played with her from five years old how she had devoted all her powers to attach and amuse her in health and how nursed her through the various illnesses of childhood a large debt of gratitude was owing her but the intercourse of the last seven years the equal footing and perfect unreserve which had soon followed Isabella's marriage on their being left to each other was yet a dearer tenderer recollection she had been a friend and companion such as few possessed intelligent well-informed useful gentle knowing all the ways of the family interested in all its concerns and peculiarly interested in herself in every pleasure every scheme of hers one to whom she could speak every thought as it arose 
and who had such an affection for her as could never find fault. How was she to bear the change? It was true that her friend was going only half a mile from them, but Emma was aware that great must be the difference between a Mrs. Weston only half a mile from them and a Miss Taylor in the house with all her advantages, natural and domestic. She was now in great danger of suffering from intellectual solitude. She dearly loved her father, but he was no companion for her. He could not meet her in conversation, rational or playful. The evil of the actual disparity in their ages and Mr Woodhouse had not married early was much increased by his constitution and habits for having been a valetudarian all his life without activity of mind or body. He was a much older man in the ways that in years and though everywhere beloved for the friendliness of his heart and his temper, his talents could not have recommended him at any time. Her sister, though comparatively but little removed by matrimony, being settled in London, only 16 miles off, was much beyond her daily reach, and many a long October and November even must be struggled through a heart field before Christmas brought the next visit from Isabella and her husband and their little children to fill the house and give her pleasant society again. Highbury, the large of populous village, almost amounting to a town which Hartfield, in spite of its separate lawn and shrubberies and name, did really belong, afforded her no equals. The wood houses were first in consequence there, all looked up to them. She had many acquaintance in her place, for her father was universally civil, but not one among them who could be accepted in lieu of Miss Taylor for even half a day.